0: It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And tonight we're going to be reviewing AEW Dynamite. From 331. Perfect.
1: Last day of March.
0: Last day of March. Mm. So, um, should we start with uh, the main event and work our way backwards?
1: I don't know. I feel like this show might be pretty short. Okay. I feel like we should just... I mean, the main event's the best part.
0: But I feel
1: like we should get to the other stuff first. What do you think?
0: Okay. Um, I'll just start off by saying I feel like this show, the first half was kind of a turd. And then the Mm -hmm. second half really made up for it.
1: My problem with this week's episode is I felt like I was just watching commercials the whole time. And I feel like the last match, I feel like... uh, they played all the commercials during the rest of the show, so there was plenty of time for the end match. Yeah. But I just thought, like, the whole time, like, most of the matches were during the commercial.
0: The commercials were long. There was more picture-in-picture picture this week, and there were more instances of the picture-in-picture picture getting cut off.
1: Yeah, and it just being like, you come back to the match, and then they hit the finisher, and then it's over. That's it. Um main. So yeah, that's my main problem with this week. I mean, I thought it was a good show. I just felt like I was watching so many commercials.
0: Yeah. And I, I thought the back half was good. The first half was kind of a, a slog for me. But the senses. ending Yeah, the the last hour killed the it.
1: Arcade Anarchy Match. <sniffs> Chef's Kiss. Like,
0: this is a this is a show where the Luchas and Laredo Kid versus the Good Brothers and Kenny was only the second best match on the card. And that match was a banger.
1: Who could have guessed that? Seriously. If you saw the card, who would have thought that wouldn't be the best match of the night?
0: Honestly, I, I don't know. But I guess we'll get into it.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Um, So we start off with uh, Christian Cage versus uh, Frankie Kazarian.
1: Christian's first match in seven years. First solo match. Solo, is that the word? For singles match yeah. in seven years.
0: I liked that there was a lot of slapping going on in this match.
1: Oh, I love some, I love some slapping. But I feel like the the match had like this feeling of like the beginning they're kinda of feeling each other out. There's like a bunch of counters because it's like, Oh, I've wrestled you before, bitch. I know you bitch. Right. And then it gets vicious. Yeah. Um I don't know, what'd you write about this one?
0: Not a lot. Um, At one point, there was a nasty spot where um, Kazarian uh, pushes Christian off the top to the outside. Mm. That was a pretty nasty tumble. Um, Mm -hmm. Pretty impressive. And then, you know, Christian wins with the kill switch.
1: Yeah, I felt like most of the match, it seemed like Kazarian was trying to teach Christian a lesson. And I'm going to be very honest right now. I thought Christian looked a bit gassed. Was
0: he was a gassy he, boy?
1: He looked, not gassy, but gassed. I thought he <laughs> looked... You pulled that already?
0: That's one of three I get.
1: Oh my god, I, you should have saved it. Um, I mean, it is his first single match in seven years, but I thought he looked a little bit tired. And he did win. There were some crazy near falls where I thought Kazarian was going to win. He does win, but I feel like Frankie Kazarian kicked his
0: ass. Here's the thing. And I, I, looking down my notes here, I realize that this is maybe my problem with the entire first half of this show.
1: Hmm.
0: I wasn't invested in this as a story. You know Mm. what I mean? I didn't really care about, like you talked about how it got vicious after a while. I didn't really care about that because...
1: I cared a little bit. Okay. I, I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, there wasn't much build-up. There was only one week of build-up.
0: And I'm hard to make happy anyway, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, the match was good.
1: I mean, I'm not mad.
0: It just kind of had that, you know, that WWE thing where it's like... Don't you dare. Well, that's the closest... Don't um, you
1: fucking dare. That's
0: the closest thing I can think of where it's like, yeah, the match might be technically sound, but why do I give a shit?
1: Mm. Well, I'm going to have to disagree on on uh, this one with you, bud.
0: That's it. Sudden death.
1: <laughs> Sudden death. It's a good match. I thought it was a good match. Good match.
0: So then we get a Darby promo, um, <laughs> cutting uh, cutting a video promo on Matt Hardy, talking about how your money doesn't mean shit.
1: Yeah. And, what uh, a rebel! It's one of those Darby videos where it's all like in black and white, and they're like they're Earthth- walking through the city and across bridges and shit. And something's burning. And, uh, stings I mean, not Sting, Darby starts out by saying, like, your body's broken down and all this and that. I thought he was talking about Sting. <laughs> I thought he was talking to Sting, but he's talking about Matt Hardy. And, um, yeah, he's wearing, like, a, a Matt Hardy mask and saying you can't buy respect and, yeah, I was hoping and praying they were gonna split up
0: Sting and Darby. Well... Nope, going to get more um, more of Helicopter dad sting. So.
1: You know what else I noticed with this? Is there anyone who's not pissed at Matt Hardy right now? Matt wow. Hardy has like seven different storylines
0: going. I would think that's not good business, but he's Big Money Matt and I'm...
1: Big Money Matt knows what he's doing, I guess. He's got a lot of people pissed at him right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where he's going with it.
0: Oh, we'll see. Uh, not much more to say about that.
1: Yeah, it was just a short little video, just setting up a a feud.
0: So then we get another reminder that Jade Cargill's a thing.
1: Another Jade reminder. She's a she uh, exists. She's there. And and she works out. Damn it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, she's got a great look. Still can't talk worth a shit. Really? This whole I'm that bitch thing. Like it's just so. And and we've talked about this before, where it's like. Ooh, when wrestlers want to really shock you, they say bitch.
1: Yeah, that is like the wrestling go-to word if you want to get a rise out of someone, apparently.
0: I just, it, it, there's just something, like, I mean, she's gotten better. Um, but there's just something awkward every time she talks. It's like, oh man, like, I don't believe you.
1: I can't even have to disagree. I'm not really bothered by it. Okay, well. I think it's okay.
0: You don't have a correct opinion anymore, so you're going to be kicked off the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) I mean, I'm not bothered by it, but I'm not into it either. I mean, it's just kind of there for me right now. It's there. I'm waiting to see where it goes. Again,
0: kind of how I felt about the whole first half here. It was was just kind of there,
1: you know? It was there, yeah.
0: So then we get to Mm. QT Marshall versus Cody. In the
1: exhibition match. The
0: unsanctioned exhibition match.
1: With Orn as the ref. And uh, the very first thing I notice,
0: oh man, is of
1: course QT doesn't get an entrance. And I feel like this was part of the storyline this time, but I I was amused that Jim Ross brought it up, said QT's disrespected.
0: And Tony's out there simping for for <laughs> Cody, saying, Oh, I think it's great. You get all the fanfare with Cody in a, in a match like this.
1: Yeah, if you're going to fight Cody, you got to get the whole package.
0: If Tony wants to simp, he can simp for Britt Baker. Stop with this Cody simping.
1: Don't, yeah, I don't like that. So, the whole Nightmare family is around the whole fucking 80-member... Oh, I'm
0: sorry, real quick, I just lost. to a 80 to
1: 100-member Nightmare family. Hmm.
0: JR said... It's almost like he's positioned as being under Cody to start with. It's like, well, no shit. That's how everyone in AEW is positioned as under Cody.
1: And I think it's funny they're addressing it now because, like, this time it was supposed to be part of the story. Like, not. (laughs) That's not how Cody really is. This is just part of the story this time. Cody's never done anything like this before. (laughs) It's like, yeah, right. But yeah, the whole Nightmare family is around the ring. And just Cody is so condescending the whole damn match. He keeps like going to do a move, but then stopping himself, and he's like, "No, I won't do it to my best friend."
0: God, he's such the a guy little who, bitch.
1: The guy who brings me my coffee, my best friend, I th- QT.
0: I think that's actually how QT started out in the company, bringing him his coffee. Basically, being being I Cody's a trainer. assistant.
1: I thought he was, like, a trainer and he had a fucking gym and everything.
0: Prior to that, though.
1: Oh. So, yeah, and then, like, if QT does something, like, Cody would, like, clap for him. It was all disgusting. You can have your
0: little exhibition, bud.
1: And apparently that's supposed to be the good guy. Right? Like, come on. (laughs) When are good guys so fucking condescending? So then it goes to commercial. Super fucking long commercial. It comes back. I don't I didn't care in the first place. I care even less now that I watched five minutes of commercials. And QT punches Arn.
0: Good. Fuck Arn.
1: And then we get Arn, Arn. is
0: basically Cody's young boy.
1: Arn is Cody's young boy? He's his coach. Yeah. What are you talking about? I
0: said what I said.
1: It didn't make any sense. Now eh. I apologize.
0: No. <laughs> I refuse.
1: So then the Nightmare family breaks down and we have Aaron Solo, Anthony Agogo and that Camarado guy they are with QT I guess they attack the rest of the Nightmare family. I feel like this was too soon after the inner circle thing because I just felt like oh we have another person breaking out of their group and starting another group I just felt like it was too soon after that because it's very similar
0: it was a real faction heavy night tonight.
1: Fucking at some point, I don't know how it happens, but Dustin's got a fucking crimson mask.
0: God, that that boy loves to juice.
1: <laughs> he does. I fucking love Dustin. God Rhodes. bless him for that. I love Dustin Rhodes, but <laughs> he likes a crimson mask. Uh, I believe it's QT does a pile driver on him on the stairs. The stairs get brought up on the stage. Oh, yeah. He gets pile driven.
0: Yeah, it didn't look that great.
1: What? Mm-hmm. That was all right. Dude, you got a lot of problems, don't you?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's a Cody match, so of course I'm grading it on a fucking handicap.
1: And then uh, Anthony Agogo, who, if you don't know, he's a bronze medalist boxer. He's on Dark doing commentary all the time, so if you don't watch Dark, maybe you don't know. Or if you don't know boxing, you don't know him. But he's there. He punches Cody. And then Cody's head is set up on the stairs. And QT's about to crush it with a steel chair. And who should come out? But Brandy Rhodes understudy.
0: I was, about Red to say. <laughs> I
1: was waiting for you to say it. I was that's why I was talking so slow. I thought you'd want to cut in with it.
0: I'll tell you, man.
1: Red Velvet comes out and she's all like, don't fucking do it. And QT's like, okay, I won't because Q T can't resist the ladies apparently.
0: Why? Why did he listen? This is what I want to know from a booking standpoint. Why did he fucking listen? Why didn't he get Cody and then give Red Velvet one for her trouble? <laughs> you want to get heat on this guy? No, seriously, you want to get heat on this guy? Yeah. What better way? And if you want to yeah. build up Red Velvet as a thing other than, you know, wish.com can Brandy Rhodes. Actually, I think Brandy Rhodes is wish.com Brandy Rhodes. Why not give her a fucking chair shot across the eye?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I get
0: why, okay, you might, you know, the optics of that is... But from a pure wrestling booking standpoint, that well, would be fucking let's,
1: great. let's not be bookers. But we can ask questions. We can ask, why did QT listen to Red Velvet?
0: Are we investigative journalists oh, I
1: am. I am. I'm an investigator. I'm trying to fucking put the pieces together here. So, yeah, that happened. And, uh, I don't really care because... The whole Nightmare Family thing is just, like, bloated and contrived. (laughs) And, like, I didn't care about the group in the first place, so why would I care that they're broken up?
0: The Nightmare Family, from the beginning, has just been Cody and Brandy and then their minions. And, yes, I'm sorry to say that includes Dustin. No!
1: Dustin! I love Dustin,
0: but he deserves better than to be his goddamn brother's, you know... Lacky. Yeah. And that's that's what the Nightmare Family is. So I didn't give a shit.
1: So what I got from this is QT's a good guy. Me too. Good job, buddy. <laughs>
0: Great job. Keep it up.
1: <laughs> QT's a good guy now. So that was that.
0: Then we get a lame, couldn't-give-a-fuck promo about how Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to be teamed up now.
1: Yeah, they set up on Dark that... I can't even remember what happened on Dark, but fucking... Ethan Page comes out and helps Scorpio. So I was like, are they going to put them together? So now it looks like maybe they are. And
0: uh You know, at first I had uh, a... Ne- Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: go ahead. I was just groaning.
0: <laughs> I, had, I had a negative reaction to this at first. But you know what? There might be something to it. Because now you get two guys I don't give a shit about. And you can put them together. So they're yeah. taking up less time yeah. on my TV.
1: <laughs> I just... um. So their whole thing is them want... I don't like it when wrestlers go... And pool promos where they're whining about how they don't get the recognition they deserve. How is that anything other than whining? Scorpio
0: Sky's heel character has just been a fucking whiny bitch.
1: And I feel like Ethan Page is doing the same thing MJF does, but not as well. Seriously, you need the, you need something new because you can't you can't be MJF. MJF already exists.
0: Yeah, he's he's got a monopoly on that. He was here um, first.
1: Maybe if Ethan Page was there first but he wasn't so nope. you you need something that's your own and also okay this is just in general with wrestling a problem i have it's these wrestlers that have their whole personality is i'm the best and i don't get recognition it's like it has no nuance there's no there's nothing there except someone saying i'm the best i'm the best everyone look at me i'm the best it's not it doesn't make for an interesting promo or character I think they both have this problem. And, uh, yeah, so they put them together in a tag team, maybe? I don't know what's going on here.
0: Just keep it on dark. I know they're not going to, but keep it on dark. Well, they
1: got a match on elevation. All right. So, yeah. God, I'm doing a lot of bitching today
0: perfect let's cool
1: it on the bitch in a little bit let's try
0: oh i'm not cooling it well the second half's coming up and i've got a lot less to bitch about then yes so then jade attacks red velvet backstage in a little segment you know Mm -hmm. something that probably should have happened during the actual you know on-screen action but didn't oh for whatever stupid i guess it might have taken away from cody being the center of fucking attention um (laughs) all right Alright,
1: cool it on Cody now.
0: And, and then we get to uh, a good promo mm-hmm. uh, from Mox telling him about the things that chap his ass.
1: Moxley is pissed. He's pissed at what happened to Eddie. He's pissed that he owes the Young Bucks one. God, he's, he's like pissed about everything. He's
0: just an angry boy, this John Moxley.
1: Oh, he's so angry. He fucking ripped his shirt off because he's so angry. That's angry.
0: When the tits come out. <laughs>
1: when the tits come out, you're angry. <laughs> so, yeah, great promo. Oh, and he also, his match with Cesar Bononi coming up. And he's talking about how uh, Cesar is going to make AEW money. So they shouldn't have put him in a mock in a Mox match because uh he's gonna kill him.
0: He's gonna kill him. <laughs> he's gonna kill him It's gonna be a murder.
1: So that leads into the next match with it which is Mox and Cesar Bononi.
0: Mox comes out pissed, kicking shit.
1: Oh yeah, he's mad as hell.
0: For some goddamn reason, Bononi has Ryan Nemeth and the JD other guy. Drake. Yeah, J D. Drake, the other guy.
1: Which, I mean, I've seen them together on Dark, but I don't quite... I There's been no explanation for me, so they're just a unit of some kind. They're getting involved in the match. Um, actually, I feel like Benoni actually got a lot of good offense in. He really did. Even though he loses, of course.
0: Yeah, he got he, choked the fuck out.
1: He got choked out. He, he still looked good. He looked massive. He looked strong as hell. He looked like a Streets of Rage
0: end-level villain i think you had said mox looks like one of the characters
1: mox looks like a protagonist on streets of rage is it streets of rage why does it sound weird to me right now streets of rage yeah he looks like a protagonist and uh benoni looks like one of the end villains Mm. but um yeah he gets choked out which benoni sells hilariously like he literally looks like he's being choked out i was impressed with that you remember
0: i do i do he went to sleep
1: he went yeah but he still looked good and uh Yeah, another match where a lot of it was during commercial.
0: Yeah, I I mean... I mean, that was
1: just my problem with, like, a good portion. I understand they needed to get it out of the way for the end match.
0: But I didn't know that at the time, so I was livid.
1: Yeah, when you don't know it, it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, the commercials are so long. I was like, what are we even watching? Yeah. You know when you're watching TV and the commercials so long when you're like, wait a second, what the hell was I watching? Right. That's not good.
0: then we get a little segment with uh, Team Taz where there's trouble brewing.
1: Oh, there's trouble brewing. Like, I saw this... I believe it was on Dark. Um, There was a Team Taz tag match, and, like, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs were doing... It was a trios match. And uh, they weren't tagging in Cage. Right. So, like, that's kind of what they were all pissed about. That's and what Cage is pissed about.
0: I know it's too early to do our dud of the night, but uh, in contention, Hook's fucking fanny pack...
1: I dig it. Oh my god, we disagree again! <laughs> we disagree again. I like like the way Hook dresses. I feel like I would dress like that.
0: Get off the fucking pot. The- <laughs> Who are you? I
1: don't know. I don't know, possibly a teenage boy. I'm not sure.
0: Good god.
1: I like his fanny pack. I'm not mad at it. Damn, going after a boy's fanny pack. What's wrong with you? You're just a bitter old man. You're just mad you don't have a fanny pack.
0: I, I, if I, trust me, if I want a fanny pack, I can get a fanny pack. You
1: <laughs> said so you couldn't get one.
0: Well, let's leave it at that.
1: Okay. Okay. Time to paint a picture.
0: Oh, this is a lovely picture. This
1: is fucking great.
0: What a segment. Okay. Let, let, let me paint the background the background. You're going to paint the
1: picture? I'm going to oh, paint. Oh, you try to paint the and picture uh, and I'll jump I'm in. I'm just
0: putting on the, the black, what's it called? The black what? black gesso.
1: Oh, before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just covering the the gesso. Okay. I'll I'll put on the gesso then you can paint the picture.
1: Okay.
0: We've been sitting here through a bit of a slog of a show. Mm. Nothing's really been that fucking great. Mm. We're hitting the top of the hour. Going into the second hour. I'm starting to feel a little sleepy now.
1: Mm, The boy's sleepy.
0: Boy, do they have something for that. (laughs)
1: Is that the Jesso?
0: Take it up take it on.
1: Okay. Picture this everyone. We got Pinnacle and they're in the inner circle's old dressing room. MJF says, I got you all present. What did he get them? A stylist for new clothes. What else did he get them? An interior designer for the shitty room that they're in. Apparently, uh, but apparently it's shitty.
0: He said it's a big old dump.
1: Big old dump. So he goes to open the bathroom door. <laughs> The fucking inner circle is in the bathroom. He panics and shuts the door and tells everyone to go get the hell out. He goes to open the door to leave the room. Fucking Jake Hager's there.
0: God damn.
1: And then craziness ensues. We have Sandy Guevara killing Sean Spears, I'm pretty sure. In the hallway? He fucking. I think he's dead. He fucking slammed his head in a door. Um, oh, I can't think of what that move's called, where he kind of, like, drops him off to the side and knees him in the face. I can't think of what it's called right now. But that looks devastating. He it looked like he killed the
0: door.
1: a man. So Sean Spears may be dead, like unconfirmed. That,
0: like that door slam into his head after the flip? It looks great. I mean, that was, that was graphic. Even <laughs> though they didn't show it, obviously, it was, it was graphic.
1: And then we go to the medical room. Wardlow and Hager fighting in there. Wardlow gets put through a massage table. <laughs> then we cut away to uh, Santana and Ortiz fighting FTR and Tully. Um God, I gotta remember their names. Cash gets thrown into, like, ice water. And then for some reason, I think it was Santana, he's got a wooden stake. <laughs> he's stuck his <laughs> stakes up! He's... Stakes, Dax, in the head like he's a fucking vampire.
0: He bonks him on the head like Maki Ito did with the microphone. Except in that one it's a mat. sharp
1: wooden it's stake. A wooden stake. And I saw later on Instagram that he was getting stitches.
0: Yeah, like that, that- He fucking staked his head. That blood, that was- He was bleeding before the staking. Yeah, but like you remember that blood running down his face? Yeah. That was real. I thought that was just like a special effect because we didn't actually see that blood- yeah. Happened. We didn't see him get cut open. That, mm-hmm. that wasn't stage blood. That was fucking blood. That was, was a gusher.
1: He was already gushing before he gets staked in the head. It Hilarious. Fucking cuts to MJF and Jericho.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Jericho puts his fucking head in the toilet. MJF comes up spitting out water, which is disgusting. What a pro. And then Jericho throws him through a fucking Pepsi refrigerator right Oof. through the glass. That looked terrifying.
0: They killed the man.
1: This was fucking great. The inner circle is cool again. The inner circle is cool again.
0: I I mean, uh. give it to MJF. He's a piece of shit, but he's not a af- <laughs> I'll tell you, he's not afraid to just what would JR say? Show his ass. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like he understands why it's what makes a good bad guy. Like, you gotta look like an asshole. You gotta look stupid. And, uh, yeah. I just feel like it's amazing, because, like, Inner Circle, I have not given a shit about them in, like, six months. But, like, one segment can just turn me right back into Team Inner Circle.
0: They, they've been completely rehabbed.
1: And, uh, I feel like that's what's so funny about wrestling. It's always, like, if you don't like something... Just wait and see, because, like, you can turn things around... So quickly. ...in one short segment. Yeah. I fucking love this. I saw a man get staked. You saw a man get staked?
0: <laughs> I just can't believe that. I saw a man get staked, a man went for an <laughs> ice bath, and a man got a swirly.
1: It, yeah, what more could you want?
0: Oh, man, a swirly, then going through Ugh. the plate glass? God damn.
1: It was great. Inner Circle looked great. They looked cool. It was hilarious.
0: I'm really looking forward to the War of Escalation now. Yeah. Because they, they got to do this with like, like this has to go to blood and guts eventually, This actually right? makes
1: me interested in Pinnacle now too because I'm interested in seeing them get their asses kicked. Oh, man. So now I'm actually interested in both teams again. So, A+. Thank A-plus you. A+++. Plus plus. Whoever put this together, Whew. probably Jericho. Probably. Probably a lot of it Jericho. Now,
0: now, you know, I mean, he's still a piece of shit in real life, but now I don't want Jericho to go away.
1: He could stick around now. Yeah. He could, if he's going to be doing stuff like this, I'm interested again. So, yeah, eight plus, And moving on. Moving on. We got Backstage.
0: With uh Matt and Nick Jackson giving an interview. And who, should, and who should sidle up but old creepy Uncle Don. Oh,
1: creepy Uncle Don. Uncle. He's so gross, dude.
0: Uncle by God Don.
1: I just say this real quick. I don't know if anyone else thinks this. He wears a long jacket i swear to god he looks like an old man sitting on children's shoulders yes because, like, like bojack horseman yeah yeah he looks like there's like two kids stacked up and then creepy uncle don is on the fucking top kid's shoulders because he's got this long coat which makes his legs look short
0: don Callis looks like if he wasn't wrestling if he wasn't in the wrestling business he would absolutely be a sleazy used car salesman.
1: That's what they talk about on like the pre-show. Really? Yeah, they're talking about how he's like everyone's favorite used car salesman.
0: He's even got like the he's got the look, and he's even got the name. Like you can you can just see a commercial now. Don for,
1: Callis.
0: Or like Don Callis Ford.
1: <laughs> yeah, come on down. We got the deals. We,
0: <laughs> we got the by God deals. No credit, bad credit.
1: Yeah, so he comes up to the young bucks. He doesn't even want to talk to Nick for some reason. He just wants to talk to Matt. He's insulting him.
0: You broke he, Kenny's heart. You broke
1: Kenny's fucking heart. Oh. With all this guilt, he's trying to make Matt feel guilty and shitty, saying he didn't do anything for his father. So Matt slaps him. God, I love a good slap. Don
0: slaps Matt at first.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> I got it backwards. Yeah, Don slaps Matt.
0: And Matt holds back.
1: And it was a, it was a good slap. Yeah.
0: Matt just kind of grabs them, doesn't do anything. Don calls him pathetic.
1: Pathetic for not retaliating. God, I wanted him to retaliate so bad. Oh, when the time comes when Don gets his ass beat, the it's going to be great.
0: What what could they do to to appropriately pay this off? Like Don Callis would have to it would have to be like a cinematic match thing where Don Callis goes in a fucking legitimate wood chipper. <laughs> And that's the end of Don Callis' arc, and he's never seen on television again.
1: Oh, I would love that so much. That's the
0: only way you're going to appropriately give that level of payoff for what a dick this guy is. Who
1: do you want to see get their ass kicked more than Don Callis?
0: God, no one, really.
1: I don't know that guy, and I just can't wrap my mind around the fact that this is a character. I feel like this is really him, and I want him to get his ass beat.
0: Christ. (laughs)
1: Oh, shit.
0: So then we get on to what is surprisingly only the second best match of the night.
1: Yes. We have Laredo Kid and the Lucha Bros versus Kenny and the Kiz Brothers. Kiz Briz. And uh, when Laredo Kid and Lucha Bros come out, again, they look so fucking cool. God, they look so cool. I can't even stand it. They look like... Fucking lucha superheroes. Yes. Slash samurai. Yes. Slash demons. God, Fantastic. they look so cool. So they come out. Kenny and... comes
0: out to the uh, Kids Brothers music. Mm. They come out as a unit.
1: hmm Um. Dawn goes to commentary.
0: I mean, I was, honestly, I was too busy watching the match to write very much.
1: I didn't either. All I wrote was there was a triple super kick to Kenny that was awesome. The yes. so beginning of the, okay, so the beginning of the match is dives and flips and Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid are getting, like, all the offense in. And then, like, I'm pretty sure it goes to commercial. When it comes back, it's flipped and it's, like, Kenny and the Chiz brothers getting all the offense but this is one of those matches that's just, like, crazy where the ref has no authority. There are no actual <laughs> rules in this match.
0: It's bedlam.
1: It's just crazy. And there's a part in the middle where Laredo Kid and Kenny put on a clinic that was fantastic. What's Laredo Kid's deal? Like, do know. Uh, is AEW going to get him because... They should. Do that.
0: I just want to say real quick, at the beginning, when everyone's coming out... Don, old Don, had the mm. AAA title and the AEW title playing belt caddy for Kenny. Mm. Kind of playing up that angle of Kenny as the belt collector.
1: Oh, I do have to say, though, I really want Rich Swan to keep his belt. <laughs> I think Rich Swan is so cool, and I want him to keep the belt. But I think we all know.
0: We all know what's coming.
1: I hope it's from fuckery. A- I want Rich Swan to still look strong.
0: In a perfect world... Um In without Kota. COVID, yeah, without COVID, Kenny would win the Impact Belt. He'd have the three belts. So he goes after the Final Chaos Emerald. Mm. And only Kota can put him down and redeem him through the power of love.
1: Do you want to have a short rant about the new IWGP belt?
0: I do. So this thing is a disaster. The the last IWGP belt might actually be my favorite belt in all of wrestling Mm. because it looks like a relic. It It looks like something that New Japan uncovered from an ancient tomb. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a symbol of when the first man grappled with the last (laughs) of the gods and, and in defeating him established mankind's dominance over the earth and now we pay tribute to it through the same form of combat. This new belt looks like the fucking Divas belt mixed with Cody's tattoo.
1: Alright, are you done?
0: My time has expired. I yield the floor.
1: Okay. Any Kenny wins with a one-winged angel over Laredo Kid, and then who should run out? Mox. He's standing there. They're all in the ring. Mox is out there pacing. He looks like he's about to jump in there and try to beat all our asses. But then who should come out to back up Mox? The fucking Young Bucks.
0: So this split is official now.
1: Yes. And then Young Bucks and, oh not, uh, then uh, Kenny and the Chiz brothers flee from the ring. But I'm excited to see what goes on with Mox and Eddie and the Young Bucks. This is great.
0: Everything about this was great.
1: I think next week, don't we have Kenny and the Chizzy Brothers versus Mox and the Young Bucks?
0: Yes. And how is that not oh, headlining something? Baby. A pay per view or oh. or at least a special? Tonight could have, that should have headlined a, a special pay per view. The Arcade Anarchy? Or, well, well, now, I mean, now I see why that went on last. Yeah. But it's crazy because this match absolutely could have been the main event of like a very special dynamite or something. Yeah. Um,
1: I am excited about uh, that match next week.
0: Fantastic. Keep keep these guys in some sort of rotation with each other for a while.
1: I feel like Mox and the Young Bucks is so interesting because I feel like they're so different. They are. So I'm actually excited to see how that trio works out. So, yeah. Good match, everyone. Great job. Great job. Then we get a little promo segment with Britt Baker. Talking about how Thunder Rosa has been on Elevation and how she needs to be there to get her winds up and Oof. just being a just being a bastard. But I do think it is interesting that we have Thunder Rosa on Dark and Elevation and Britt Baker on Dynamite. I mean...
0: They should both be on Dynamite, honestly. Yeah. I guess maybe but, Thunder Rosa's not signed...
1: Thunder Rosa had a good segment. I think it was on Elevation, where she's talking about how she wants to, like, uh, help younger wrestlers. That's good. And, uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa's great. I would just like to see Thunder Rosa on Dynamite as much as I see Britt Baker. Yeah. So whatever the fuck is the deal with her contract, let's get that sorted. Let's get that sorted out. Do
0: it, Coward Tony.
1: (laughs) Alright, so then we get our women's match, which, unfortunately, is, like, in the worst fucking time segment it of the a show. a death slot. Between... The,
0: the second best match of the night and the absolute best match of the night.
1: Yeah, we have Nyla and Bunny versus Ugh. Ty and Sheeta.
0: One of these things is not like the others. Who? Bunny.
1: Oh, Bunny, yeah. So we've got fucking everybody, everyone out there. So we got Vicky. We got Matt. We got Private Party. We got Butcher and Blade. We got The Dark Order. It's a big... Big old clusterfuck of a match. And I don't know. Seems like a brawl might
0: happen. No. <laughs> on a wrestling program.
1: Seems like there might be a brawl. So, yeah. I mean, the match pretty much. There's some good spots. But a, a lot of it is just based on the idea of a big brawl happening. There are some spots where, like, uh, there's diving out out of the ring, and, like, everyone is, as JR said, piled up like cordwood. <laughs> so, yeah, like, somebody dives out, and somebody dives out on top of that. But, I don't know, I wasn't mad at it.
0: I mean, I don't there really... There was have... a lot of fuckery,
1: though. A lot of clusterfuck and it was a overbooked. lot of fuckery. But...
0: I don't have a lot to add because our dog was threatening to piss on the floor. So I was walking him for the oh, you didn't majority of this I match. Didn't,
1: I didn't really write much either. But uh, Bunny hits... I believe it was Ty. Yeah, Ty with a kendo stick while the ref is being uh, distracted. And she does a down the rabbit hole. Which I didn't know was the name of her finisher. But yeah, um, pins tie. I'm not mad at it. It was in a terrible pinned sp- Ty? Yeah, but it was because of, like, distraction and fuckery. Alright. So I'll allow it. But I'm not happy about it, because Ty has, like, a great winning streak going on. I feel like she's gonna be a star. She should be. I. She's one of my favorites in the women's division right now. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, was it great? No. Was it bad? No. It was just, like... It was more of just a, a crazy spot than like a really great match.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: brawling and, and diving spots and stuff. But I'm not mad at it. Nope. But I didn't love it either. So Where does that leave us?
0: It leaves us moving on. <laughs> to the next segment, a weird uh a weird promo oh God, thing. What
1: the fuck was this?
0: I mean the You know, I mean, this kind of thing can work. I mean, remember the Cracker Barrel bash or whatever it was?
1: Yeah, so we go backstage and we have Jurassic Express, but Jungle Boy's talking. And they're setting up, and this has been threatened for a while, but a match with Bear Country. But the match is an ad for that Godzilla Kong movie. Which
0: is apparently really good. I haven't heard one bad word about it.
1: You sure people just aren't fucking desperate for movies? I mean to that watch? could
0: be, but people like it. I might check what? it out. I'm not getting paid for this either. Sadly.
1: We don't get I, paid for shit. I would love
0: to take that money. <laughs> I would love to sell out. We get
1: paid by Cody to put him over.
0: God damn. <laughs> There's good money in that.
1: Uh so yeah. Jurassic Express, Bear Country.
0: Next week.
1: Uh, and it's an ad for a movie.
0: And you know what? They better whatever. They better do some fun stuff to tie it in. Like, there better be like I don't know, inflatable kaiju's at ringside, or mm, right. you know, just, just just
1: have fun with it. Yeah, this
0: is a stupid fucking concept. So just have fun with it, and it'll be all right.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I was like, whatever about it, but now that you say it, this could be fun. So hopefully, hopefully, it is fun.
0: And as an example of how just going completely off the fucking rails can be the best thing you can do for a gimmick match, we come to Arcade Anarchy. I just want to say this about it
1: real quick. I actually was not excited for this match at all.
0: No, I was pissed that it was happening.
1: Because I really am sick of the Miro kit orange chuck thing i feel like everyone needs to break off and do their own thing now so i was not excited about this match but i have to tell you this match i enjoyed it so much i felt slightly emotional about it i
0: saw that looking at you i
1: felt a little emotional about it i feel like it's just because the world is so horrible i'm so desperate for anything good and nice
0: I'm so desperate. You were over you were over <laughs> there going, Yes, I just wanna see nice things. I
1: just wanna see nice things. I just wanna see good things happen. Like everything's so terrible. Like wrestling, just like be nice like this and let me just pretend things are good for a minute.
0: So You need to stop that doom scrolling.
1: Oh I know, I've got a problem You're with You're a that.
0: professional Doom Scroller.
1: I I know. There's like just this hard balance of between like wanting to know what's going on in the world, but not going so far that you lose your mind.
0: Well, you need to. You, I'm
1: not good at that balance. You've so. severely
0: undercompensated there.
1: I'm so desperate for like nice things that like, at this point, I'll only watch fucking cooking competition shows and cartoons. <laughs> so this match, obviously really did it for me this was great so should i start painting the picture please do so miro and kip come out and then orange and chuck come out to orange's new music where's my mind by the pixies
0: and can i just say i love Uh, this
1: it's so good
0: i love that tony khan will actually spend money on licensed music to enhance like the production enhance the feeling you Mm. know it's It's like, you know, it's like almost when he was, you know, coming up with the idea for what would be AEW. It's like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, it would be cool if blah, 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 had this for the entrance Mm, music. mm -hmm. And that would be great. And and it's that
1: kind of wrestling enjoyment and joy that makes it a good product.
0: Right. Right.
1: Because let's be honest, everyone at WWE is fucking dead inside. It's a dead corporate conveyor belt.
0: It is a conveyor belt. Just
1: churning out shit. And this is feels like a fun company trying to make fun content. Seriously. So, yeah, he comes out, and I feel, like, slightly conflicted about this music choice because whenever I hear that song, it makes me feel so fucking angsty. <laughs> and I don't associate Orange Cassidy with angst. But when he comes out to that song, it makes him feel like a fucking star. It does.
0: Orange Cassidy's going to have a Fight Club gimmick.
1: Oh my god, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, he comes out to his new music. Okay, here's what it looks like. Hmm. We have the full arcade around the ring. We have, on one side, video game machines like Mortal Kombat. And I saw Killer Instinct in there, which is uh-huh. fucking cool. But we on the other side, we also have Whack-A-Mole. We've got a UFO catcher. And we got a prize wall that's covered in weapons. Yes. Which is hilarious. And then we also have suspiciously set up an air hockey table. What? So this is all set up around the ring. And uh I was scared. I was like someone's going to get hurt. I was terrified. <laughs> so, jump in when you want because like I did I was too busy watching to take a ton of notes.
0: Yeah, same. Um,
1: I mean, they were just beating the hell out of each other, like, Kit goes through the whack-a-mole thing, which is, like, mostly styrofoam, and there's a -a a -a whack-a-mole, mack-a-mole, (laughs) whack-a-mole, oh my god, whack-a-mole bat that I'm pretty sure Miro picks up and hits Orange Cassidy with, like, full bore. Yeah. Like... Miro is beating the hell out of people, and it was actually making me nervous.
0: Yeah, for, for a stupid gimmick match, like, this was really physical.
1: It was violent as hell.
0: Um, one thing I really appreciated was how they really built up Miro as a threat here, which is something that has not happened over the course of this whole program. Yeah, he they're,
1: appeared scary in this.
0: Yeah, they're really protecting him, trying to, like keep him strong so that he can have, you know, uh, a short, you know, go for the title or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways they did that, there there were two ways. The first way was at one point they try just dumping a bunch of trash and debris on top of Miro.
1: Burying him.
0: Trying to keep him down that way. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't work, well, I'll, I'll get to the second way in a little bit because I don't want to spoil it ahead of time.
1: Have here I want to talk about when Chuck goes to the prize wall, gets a teddy bear. The teddy bear. He goes into the ring. I'm thinking, oh, that teddy bear is full of tax. He dumps it. It's fucking Legos, which perfectly goes with this match, because it may not be tax. It's still gonna hurt. It's not gonna tax hurt. That's still gonna hurt. And the visual of it is hilarious. And um Chuck power bombs kip through it. Into it doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kip gets power bombed onto the Legos, and then Kip gets a DDT on the Legos.
0: God damn.
1: When he goes for the pin, Penelope pulls Aubrey out of the ring.
0: Ooh. So Penelope's
1: getting involved. Somebody needs to stop Penelope. Who could it be? Who could stop Penelope? Fucking the return of Chris. Statlander, and she's in the fucking UFO catcher. There's a UFO catcher, and she's in it, and she pops up. What a delight. I'm so excited, because I fucking love Chris Statlander.
0: What a delightful way to Ugh. make a return. See, that's one of those little things that you wouldn't get if this was, like, a WWE program. You wouldn't get, oh, her character's an alien, and it's an arcade match. Let's put her in a UFO catcher. It, it, it's you that- wouldn't
1: get any of this No. I mean, I don't even want to talk about them, because they suck. But, uh, yeah. She pops out of a fucking UFO catcher to take care of Penelope. And she does, off the apron, a package, I believe it's a package pile driver, through the air hockey table. Penelope gets pile driven through an air hockey machine. And it looked devastating. It was
0: fantastic. So she's done. She's neutralized. So
1: Penelope's dead. Unconfirmed, but I'm pretty sure she's dead. <laughs> Stop me if I'm I'm getting to a part you want to talk about. Okay. So Chuck and Orange Cassidy are getting their asses beat pretty pretty well and good. Mhm.
0: Uh-huh, mhm. Uh-huh.
1: They're crawling towards the parking lot like they're trying to get out. All of a sudden, headlights.
0: Like when you see cat's eyes in the dark.
1: <laughs> headlights pop on. Fucking Sue. Sue! In Sue's van. She pulls up and fucking Trent's in there. His oh mom
0: drove god. him to the
1: fight. Fucking Trent's back and Sue drove him. Mom, <laughs> my friends
0: are having a battle at the wrestling ring. Can you drive me? Can you take me to the wrestling ring so I can have a fight with all my friends? Oh my god, <laughs> this is so fucking cute. This I can't is wholesome. stand it. God damn, this is wholesome.
1: At one point, Mira goes up to the van. Like he's gonna do something to Sue. He's crawling up on the van. God,
0: I wanted her to run him over. Ugh. I guess I guess TNT wouldn't be too keen on vehicular homicide on their uh, on their wrestling show. But God, did I want her to run him down? Yeah,
1: that would've been hilarious. Trent gets the save, saves his mom.
0: And then this is the other way that I think they really keep uh, Miro strong here. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. it takes just like a barrage of attacks from all three of them mm. to finally put him on the ropes, finally take Miro out.
1: Somebody gets hit with an arcade
0: machine. Yeah, yeah, Miro just picks up what's obviously, I mean, okay, it's obviously hey. a a wooden shell. disbelief. Of, of one of those arcade one-up things, and instead mm. of the screen, they taped tokens over the screen of the yeah. Mortal Kombat machine. Yeah. But, so I, it's whatever, but still, he throws it at him. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yeah. So he he looks fucking epic. Yeah. And uh, I was just gonna skip towards the end. Go ahead. Let me just like finish this up. Chuck puts Kip through what is supposed to be a stage. Again, suspend disbelief. It's like a bunch of tables. Still, I don't want to be put through a bunch of tables. Uh-uh. But yeah, Kip gets through. Gets put through a bunch of tables. Uh, Chuck gets the pin. It's fucking all well and good.
0: The world is right again.
1: They go in the ring. They give the people what they want. They do a hug. And Statlander's in there too. And she's doing the hug. And then they give Sue the thumbs up. And Sue's giving them the thumbs up.
0: Okay, Mom, I'm here. You can pick me up later. Everything's good.
1: Oh my God, I love this too much.
0: This was a delight. Everything Uh, about this was a delight and perfect and wonderful.
1: this is what I want. I understand why there was all those commercials in the beginning of the show now. Because we needed time for this. I mean, what? I mean, I can't speak for anyone else and their fucking shitty taste. But uh, (laughs) this was fucking what I want. This was great. It made me feel good. I'm excited.
0: It kind of made me glad I'm not dead.
1: Yeah. Thank you, AEW, for fucking giving me a reason to live for at least another week.
0: Thank you, Tony Khan.
1: Thank you, Tony Khan. <laughs> fucking Chris Statlander's back. Trent's back. I've been waiting for those two. I've been, like, every week I'm
0: like, I wonder when they're going to be back. And now's the time, the perfect time, to announce a Suze Van toy. Oh
1: my complete god, Complete yes. with the trio
0: and Chris Statlander. Oh and Sue. Oh my god, yes. Make it a whole special edition package.
1: God, you could do a whole Arcade Anarchy toy set.
0: Oh, damn. Come on, coward jazzwares. Make it.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Because the other day you were just talking about how you want a Sue, Sue's van.
0: I was. And you were like, it might be too late for that.
1: I said, it's been a while, but if they just brought it back once.
0: And boy, did they. Just I.
1: remind people about Sue's van. Let's make that toy. Let's make that happen, because I want it. So, A-fucking-plus. Chef's fucking kiss. It's exactly what I needed to regain just a fucking parcel of my soul. Damn. Thank you. Damn, a wrestling
0: show did all that?
1: Thank you. I got nothing. This is it.
0: So, stud of the Night, for me, is everyone in... Um, everyone best in friends, the last match. Everyone in best friends, including Chris Statlander, and of course including Sue.
1: Fuck it's yeah, a, Sue's a stud of the night too. It's
0: a five-way stud of the night tie for me, and I don't give a shit if that's cheap. I'm, I'm doing. We
1: it. made it. This our thing. We can do it the exactly. Fuck we want. Dud of the night.
0: Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Who was the dud of the night?
0: God, it really might be Hook's fanny pack.
1: What? What's wrong with his fanny pack? I feel like... So, if the studs were everyone involved in the last match, the duds are everyone involved in the exhibition match.
0: Good enough. Yeah, I'm happy with that.
1: Because that was like, what? And why? And... Yeah, I guess that's the show.
0: That's the show, baby. It was it was pretty good. It was really good.
1: It's pretty good. Thank you. More, please. More of that. More, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's just end the show. All
0: right. That's it. We'll uh, see you next week.
1: Wait. We've, we forgot our end thing. Oh. So that was Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm Melissa.
0: And I'm George.
1: And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.